Jiu-jitsu? Jiu-jitsu is no joke. It takes years to master. Martial arts are a vehicle for developing your human potential. And nothing in my life has ever put me in face with reality better than jiu-jitsu. Training in BJJ offers a powerful lens through which to examine some primary human concerns. Truth versus delusion, self-knowledge, ethics, and overcoming fear. There's more, there's more philosophy in our mats than actually uh, uh, philosophy in any Ivy League school. Welcome to philosophy. What's up, guys? What up? What's <laughs> up, Joe? What's up, Heath? Welcome back to another episode of Julosophy. Given the circumstances, we are doing this remotely. We're all on Skype right now, and uh, we're just trying to change it up given the I don't know, the elephant in the room, the coronavirus situation. How's, how's yeah. everyone doing? Positive, positive, despite everything. Yeah, positive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, had, a, I had a little, I had a little, a little panic on Friday because, like, I caught a flu, not this Friday, the previous flight, Friday, and I was like, okay, this is it. I should start texting everybody. This is the end. But then uh, by Monday, I realized that this is probably just a seasonal flu. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I took the, the normal precautions and I'm better now. Yeah, Good I think enough. that's one of the yeah. hard things about the, the time right now. It's like even just given the weather, it's still kind of cold outside and you're kind of likely to catch things aside from all of this corona yeah. madness. Yeah. So it's like you, you start to cough and you're like, oh, that's the end of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had the same. Me and my girlfriend have had, you know, sore throats felt a bit under the weather so we're taking the precautions i'm feeling fine i'm feeling better she's still a bit down but yeah why risk it you know when it's this serious when it's this bad you know do do what you're being instructed and stay indoors for me the biggest honestly the biggest shock was the first day properly working from home where you realize yeah. that you, you may actually go a whole day without speaking to anyone that was yeah. like the big, that was the big shock. You know, you can't just turn around and chat to someone. Like you can call them and you can have a video call, but it's not the same. And then the realization sets in and that snuck up on me. That was like quite daunting, but we've adjusted. We've got like a system. We've got a rhythm and a flow and it's, it's feeling good. So yeah, yeah, we'll just see how long this goes on for, man. I hear you. And the even scarier thought, which we're going to get into just now is we can't be doing that much jujitsu. That's the even scarier and sadder thing who cares if i can talk to my work colleagues <laughs> who cares about those guys what about training yeah man like we can jump straight into that if you want i mean how are you how are you boys all finding it Iki, go for it you, you tell us how you're doing i need a moment to <laughs> gather my thoughts i mean like i think so so i wasn't doing much exercise for a week uh, i've done some yoga the past two days, I got back, like, I was watching, like, videos, like, uh, the Bernardo Faria thing. But pretty much, I think, I think um, it's, it's like, I'm trying to stay calm, not to worry. But I'm also realizing that things will change after this. I think things will change in general of how we actually conduct our lives and how we, we, how we interact with each other as groups of people. Like, I don't know what that would look like, so we just got to wait. But, uh, yeah, the best way to cope right now is literally to wait. Um, I'm thinking how, like, ways to support the gym right after uh, after all this thing. And 
Yeah, try, I think a good thing that we are doing is we have the WhatsApp groups, you know, like where sort of like the community is still there. But yeah, man, it's weird to wake up every day and not be like, you know, not see you guys. That's uh, that's 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 kind of weird. Yeah, man, I feel that. I feel that completely. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough. Um, I think the only thing we can do is try to use this time to to make ourselves better in still jujitsu related, but maybe another way. So for me, it's like I'm really taking some time to try to fix some of my nagging injuries, um, even work on my mobility, start to yeah. think. Uh, we talked about this on, on one of the previous episodes, Iki, but it's like uh, continue to think about jujitsu. It's not just a, I've always been a strong believer that jujitsu is not only about going and doing jujitsu because there's only so many hours you can do actually physically training, but it's also about thinking about jujitsu. So now it's been a time that I've been really trying to think about it. And uh, even I do this thing now where I'm trying to like mentally organize my game um, and start to think about, I just recently finished the John Danaher open guard series. And he talks about yeah. how in general, especially when it comes to open, open guard, there's a big word plethora <laughs> of, of positions that exist in the open guard. And if you were to just try to think about all the different positions at once, you'd overwhelm yourself. So what he suggests is, you know, try to solidify your game into a few things that you're really good at and determine when to use those things in different positions in open guard. And so, like, I've been trying to think, okay, if I were good at jiu-jitsu, big if, uh, what would my open guard game look like and how can I solidify it? And I've started to, like, run through those things in my head. So those are just, yeah. like, fun little exercises I've been doing while I'm here. That's really good, man. For me, I, uh, I haven't done anything jujitsu related, which yeah. is like, <laughs> which is something that's going to change next week. But you know, as soon as our gym got shut down, I think everyone was in that state of like, you go from everything to nothing really quickly, and that's mm -hmm. the shock transition. Yeah. And for me, it was like it's taken probably until today, so that's like it was Wednesday to Sunday, for me to be like, okay, I'm not going to be training. Like that's that's mm -hmm. just not an option now. Like there's, I can't go roll. I can't um, go to the gym. I can't find people to do it with. So you're not going to be training. And for me, what kind of helped was I imagined it was like an injury. Like if I had injured myself, I couldn't train or if I was sick and I couldn't train. And the reason people struggle with that is because they kind of don't accept it. We, mm. we don't have a, we don't have a choice now. The government has literally said gyms have to close down. So we yeah. can't do it. And for me, I think now it's a case of um, how do I work jujitsu? What can I do jujitsu related? Because up until now, one of the big things I've been doing is I've been making a point of doing at least 20 to 30 minutes of yoga every day. Mm. And you wow. boys know me. Yoga is not in my, <laughs> my repertoire. Yeah. So that so that's a big shift, which I've been trying to work in. Do you know what also, yoga is? Are you sure that's what you're doing? I, yeah, <laughs> I, could, be, I could be doing anything. Yeah. Push-ups push is not yoga. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I've been getting my yoga in. Um, I've also I've been working out I've been keeping my workouts now obviously they're not the same as going to the gym and doing mm. like uh, weights and stuff but I'm lucky enough that I've got like enough here to be doing a like a hard workout and my girlfriend's also really into her fitness so we've been working working out together which has been really beneficial but now it's a case of okay what does my jiu-jitsu replacement look like and I think for me um, some kind of solo drills, some kind yeah. of study just to keep it ticking along is going to be essential. And I think 
what really helped for me is that acceptance of you're not going to get the same level of training as you would if you were going to the gym and training. Okay. You're not going to be able to spar. You're not going to be able to drill with someone unless you're lucky enough to live with someone who you can drill with and spar yeah. with. And if you don't, then that's not going to happen. So what can you do? And now it's a case of, like you say, John, working in some kind of supplementary study, some you know solo drills, um, and trying to mitigate the losses, I think, is the main thing. I think there's always an opportunity to get good at like a micro portion of jiu-jitsu, especially in these times away from the mat. So it's ironic, but I think I'm very lucky to have had, a, I think I'm, when it comes to this, experienced at being yeah. off the mat. Like, <laughs> you're in, you know you're in your element, John. You're the expert. <laughs> exactly. I, and it's like, you know, the first four times I was forced off the mat, I'm like, oh, this sucks. But then at a certain point, after you've, you know, done, been done feeling sorry for yourself, for always being off the mats, you say to yourself, okay, how can I still get better when I'm stuck off the mat? And I think right now, I, I'm looking at little tiny small segments of my game that I'd really like to prove, improve and then not stopping trying to improve them at home until I get to the point where I'm comfortable. So like I was saying, I don't know if this was online or offline here, I forget if we were recording or not, but what I was saying was one of the things that I want to get really good at is spider lasso transitions you know yeah. like weaving your legs in uh and lassoing them out uh for guard retention and just overall cool guard shit um and you get a belt or even your gi and you can sit there for hours and i've just felt myself even in this last week of being at home my egg beater movements have been getting so much better um, and that's like a small, small portion of jujitsu that I've just said, all right, let's take a week and let's do a hundred of those a day. And, uh, I've been doing it and it's been getting better. So it's, it's cool. I think that's a really good way to look at it. Um, I think what's quite funny now, John, is we're playing your game of jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> that off the mat study. Well, welcome to my world. Yeah. I mean, what I would say is, is, um, you know, the discipline we do have on the mats should translate to the discipline we now have to face um and what's been really useful for me actually is i know you guys will remember this is when coach said to us um listen to what you know not what you fear and i think mm. that's really important right now like there is so much that we don't know and there's so much fear you can buy into it and if we just if we laser focus it into jiu-jitsu like there is the fear that we're missing out on on time and, and you know we're not training up our cardio we're not training up our game and yeah that's all true but we actually don't know what's going to happen when we go back so that's the unknown so what do we do know well we do know that thankfully we're all fit and healthy we do know that there are still things we yeah yeah wow. we do know that there are things that we can <laughs> that we can study and we do know that there are you know we can do home workouts we can do solo drills so those are the things we know now it's a case of putting you know the time and the effort in and i think that's really big but yeah, John, it's really interesting that you kind of brought this up in, because if you do look at your history and your past, this shouldn't be anything new to you. Now, still, obviously, I imagine annoying, but you've yeah. been through this quite a few times. So you have, I imagine, some coping mechanisms. I'm freaking out less. And uh, I can say from experience, if you follow my prison protocol, <laughs> I almost feel like a hardened prisoner who's been to jail many times. You know, it's like, I'm wow, sure the first, <laughs> the, the first time you go to jail, you're freaking out. You're pacing back and forth. You're, you're in your jail cell. You're like, oh, I'm never going to get out of here. When in fact, I can assure you, you will get out of jail. 
maybe this isn't the best analogy, but just follow me. <laughs> <is a> horrible <laughs> analogy. <laughs> but I'm I'm a guy who's been in this jujitsu jail for some time, and I can assure you that your time in jail can prove to be a positive time if you use it the right way. You can sit on your ass and get fat. I've done that too. Um, or yeah, I mean, you're not going to get any better. You're going to come back and you're really going to feel, you're really going to struggle. But I can assure you, if you do, if you maintain your level of physical fitness by doing, you know, little workouts every day, you study jujitsu, study something in jujitsu, it doesn't feel like you've been away that long. I'm telling you, as soon as this Corona bullshit is over, I'm going to go back to jujitsu and I'm not going to feel like I've been off the mats for however long. Yeah, so, so. So what would you say? What would you say is the best way to approach it? Like if you if you are teaching someone who's just walking into the jail for the first time, and you pull this guy to the side, you're like, hey, come here, little man. <laughs> I'm like, Yo, you gotta roll with the biggest guy. That's yeah, what you gotta do. <laughs> see that guy over there? <laughs> your you see that grappling dummy in the corner? Grab that guy. Yeah. No, I mean, what I would say is, I think there's a few things. Um, and I can also link to a good video that Danaher just put out for free on YouTube about yeah. his take on it. And I'm no Danaher, so let's just say that all my ideas come from him or, some, or someone along those lines. But I can just say from my experience, um, work A, use this time to work on the injuries that have been nagging you. Maybe if you're lucky enough to not have any injuries, then don't worry about it. But a good chunk of us have something that's bothering us. So be thankful to be able to use this time to work on those injuries, um, which I've been doing. So like I've been dealing with knee injuries. So I've been doing a lot of single leg squats and things like that, which will contribute to your overall fitness. That's number one. Number two, find some jujitsu specific drills that you really want to get good at. So like I said, I've been working a lot with my, my belt or my gi and working on the egg beater movements which is an unnatural movement. And to be frank, most of us are probably doing it, you know, at a three out of 10 level. Whereas if you look at the really good guys who are good at that type of movement, the meows or someone along those lines, their egg beater movements are so precise. And that's just from muscle memory, having done it so many times. Um, and so I've been working on that. And then third, like I discussed a few episodes ago, I think it's so important to be studying jujitsu. And not just studying random jiu-jitsu, study things that fit to your style of jiu-jitsu, what you like. So, like, for me, I love open guard. So I've been studying open guard stuff. Um, and, yeah, take notes. Think about it. Visualize yourself doing it. I think, like, those three things are how you make your time worthwhile off the mats. Yeah. I think the big thing, though, is you have to actually do it. Oh, yeah. And I think I think that may be where a lot of people fall down. I feel like once someone's rhythm and routine is broken, they can take far too long to find or or even they may never implement a new routine to supplement yeah. it. And I think that's what like is part of the thing that scares people. You take away the safety net, you take away the normal, and all of a sudden people do struggle to to, you know, get something back together that they feel comfortable with. And I think, again, listen to what you know and what you fear. It's going to be different. It's not going to be the same. And the sooner you start to accept that and, you know, work through that, I think the better. But, you know, just downloading a video and not watching it isn't going to do anything. <laughs> just just writing down a workout and not actually doing it every single day isn't going to benefit you. You do have to still keep putting the time in. And I think this is where we may see some people struggle there. 100%. 
I think it's a, yeah, it's one of those things. I think, like you said, restarting a new routine, a new way of life is the hardest. Once you get yep. started, that's like, uh, you, you, you got to force yourself, get over that hump, actually start the new routine. And you'll see after a few days, it'll start to become natural again. And but, it's quite yeah. interesting. It's quite interesting. Also, almost like what your, what your brain does to, to you. Cause like you assume so much. You assume that, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But like like you were just saying, that you were working from home, Oli, and you realize like, oh, I actually don't talk with as many people. So it's a little bit of readjusting as yeah. you do it. Completely. So yeah, completely. Well, it's just as people take it for granted, right? Like we take for granted our routine. Like we're going to get up. We're going to have breakfast at this time. We're going to be out the door. We're going to hit the mats. We're going to get to work. Like we have all these things. And then all of a sudden, it's almost like 90% of that is gone. And yeah. you're scrabbling around like, and no one's saying like, this is right, do this. Like no one's like, here you go, have have this scenario. Because each one of us are different and each one of us have our own little setup that we do. So yeah. it is like a massive thing for everyone. And yeah, it, it definitely snuck up on me. I kind of thought, yeah, yeah, I've worked from home before. But then the realization set in, well, I could be here for weeks doing this and I don't have a desk and is my Wi-Fi good <laughs> is my Wi-Fi good enough? And then it's like I'm working out in the same place and I'm eat like all of these things start to work in. And and for me personally, I thought I was gonna be absolutely fine. And then after the first day on Monday, I was like, I'm actually I'm gonna need to really think about how I'm gonna fix this because at the moment it's not quite working. And that's yeah. when I think people, you know, need that support as well. Um, yeah. and do need people to ring them up and say, how you doing, man? Like, is it all coming together? And I think yeah. what's been really interesting for me is the jujitsu community as a whole, almost as its own little microcosm, how they've all responded to it. And for the most part, it's been nothing but positivity. You know, the free DVDs, the solo drills, gyms putting up routines, people reaching out to one another. I think for the most part, it has been super encouraging to say, and just a real testament to this community and, you know, why we all love it as well. In totally. a way, it's also it's also because it's small enough. Because like I'm not I'm I'm not imagining like a community like football like the same <laughs> thing. You know, it's like it's not happening. It's like yeah, yeah Messi is is yet to release a dribbling Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, question for you guys. How has I've I've been wondering this? How has your sleep schedule been affected because of this? Because obviously, you know, we all train in the morning, and uh, so. Maybe I could be wrong, but some of us get up earlier than we would normally do if uh, we weren't training. So how has everyone's sleep schedule been affected? Um, I, for the first two days, was still waking up at the same time my alarm used yeah. to go off, which is yeah. around quarter past five, half past five in the morning. And yeah. um, now that I haven't like been getting up and keeping the same schedule because there's no need to, I don't. Like I'm not getting up at half five if I don't have to do jujitsu. I'm get I'm now I'm now waking up at like half seven eight to then do my workouts and my routines. So the routine is the same. It's just shifted by a couple of hours. And um, and to be honest, I've I've been on holidays and had two weeks where that's happened. And going back to the half five starts hasn't been an issue. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. But originally, yeah, I was waking up at the same time. And I kind of thought to myself, should I keep waking up at the same time? But then I haven't got a commute. I don't have to like go through yeah. all those other steps. So actually go to bed at the same time, wake up later, get more sleep. Like yeah. it's actually cut that yeah, silver lining, I guess. <laughs> yeah, funny. totally. So 
I want to hear about your schedule too, Iki. But now that you mentioned it, Ollie, you said that you uh, work out in the morning. That's when you do your workouts. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Mine's a bit different. Um, yeah. What What about you, Iki? What are you waking up later, earlier? What What time are you doing time, your workouts? Same time. Like uh, pretty much. Like I feel like as soon as the because I was a little a, a little my mind was a bit foggy. Mm -hmm. I'd say until Tuesday, Wednesday, and then after that. But even even when I was like pretty bad, sick, I was waking up like six o'clock, just like boom, up. And then now th this this last few days, like I woke up and like I just started moving, moving, moving. Not not much really, but like just doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing though, uh, the guys, this is gonna sound so preposterous. Like uh, a friend of mine is a writer, okay. Mm -hmm. And she has a writing group. And this is quite interesting. I don't know if this is going to work. So I'm just putting it out there. And what they do is they all get on, they all get online at the same time and they write together. On like it's a live. Cool. So, <laughs> so you're proposing that we all get online and work out together. I don't know. Work out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about working out together, but perhaps <laughs> keeping each other accountable, like you know, some type of way. Like, not. I don't know about you know, like I don't know about that. Like, for example, everyone here has a goal of like something to do, but at least like to keep that to keep, but also in a fun way, you know, because we don't want to add like one extra layer of stress. You know what I mean, right? I do like the accountability thing. Maybe just something as simple as posting in the group. Oh, I worked out today. Or, yeah. even, or even or even more insightful. Hey guys, like I actually learned this from this workout or thing. Like you know, but related to the workout you did, because because yeah. Uh, yeah, like if we like, oh, I did it. Have you done it already? And it's like, oh my god, I gotta go do that workout. I don't want that in my life. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I like that a lot. That's interesting that you're you work out in the morning as well. Um, for me, my schedule has kind of changed. Like. Um, for me, I've been working out during my work lunch break. So around 1230, yeah. I'll take an hour and I'll spend about yeah. 30 to 40 minutes of that working out like an actual workout, whether it be mm. some type of, I don't know, an actual workout, like I said. Yeah. And then um, around 530, when I'm done with work, the work day, uh, that's when I'll do my yoga. Um, and so I'll do like 20, 30 minutes of yoga. So it ends up being about an hour and 15 total for the day. But I like the, the evening yoga because it just kind of winds me down and I just feel mm. I'll do do like an, a yoga session. Then I'll take a shower, eat some dinner and just like chill out. And yeah, there's nice. that. But then also um, my sleep schedule has definitely changed. I'll go to sleep at like 11 and wake up around 830 or so. Yeah. So well, yeah, I'll give yeah. you the dream, man. Yeah. Lo lots of sleep. Lots yeah. of sleep. So. I thought that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like. I off this could be a time where you just fall into your natural like yeah. rhythm where you fall into your natural cadence because for me very like like I said two three days I was waking up naturally at eight so I wasn't setting alarm I was just waking up and that's been consistent now whereas I know that setting my alarm at half five that's not natural for me I don't think my yeah. body appreciates that but I have to because of my yeah. schedule now because I've gained back the extra I guess like three hours because if you take in like the wake up time, get to jujitsu, do jujitsu, leave, yeah. then I ha I now have three hours on that time. So I am actually still going to bed at the same time, 
but I now have three extra hours. So that extra yeah. sleep is nothing but a good thing. Like the more sleep you can get, the better for sure. Totally. And it's like you never you never really realize how tired your body is until exactly. you actually sleep, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I feel so much more rested during this period, although it's kind of yeah. stressful. It's still uh, my schedule. This I feel like I'm probably on my natural schedule. If it were up to me, I'd probably do a lunchtime jiu-jitsu session and then maybe an evening one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I do. I do love getting it out. Of, getting out of the way is not the right way because I do enjoy it, you know, but, you know, I do love doing it early in the morning because it does set me up for success yeah. in the rest of the yeah. day. But it really does take a toll on my body. I, I'll have to admit that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There are two and, reasons I... Oh, go on, Nikki, go, go, go. No, go, go, go. Two reasons. I was going to say, there's two reasons I do jiu-jitsu in the morning. The first is I want to spend the evenings with my girlfriend because yeah. we try to do mornings and it just doesn't work. Is she, she's like, in the other room so she can hear you say that? Is that why you said she's, that? She's, she's, she's sitting just there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why you said that. Okay, you can tell us no, honestly no. later. <laughs> Now, there's two reasons. There's there's the reason that we can spend together, but then the second reason is I like the fact that I'm that we get up and we do it. Like we don't wait, we don't hang around, we don't leave any excuses for the end of the day where we're like we feel a bit tired, maybe it didn't work out, we didn't do work. We get up, we do it, and we smash it. Yeah. And one of the things I've realized from everyone being put on the back foot and on a level playing field that I've realized about myself is let's say this thing does drag on and let's say it is the full 12 weeks that the government is potentially talking about my mindset immediately was like okay everyone's worried about coming back worse i want to come back stronger i want to come back better i want to come back fitter i want to come back with all these improvements and i did realize that about myself that that was my immediate thought and i kind of caught myself and thought okay you are actually quite competitive <laughs> like you do want to you do want to elevate and push myself but immediately I was like everyone's thinking down the negative path twist this around you have 12 weeks to come back better than when you left so how are you going to make that happen and that that for me was kind of just instantaneous really yeah totally I think the other crazy thing is that Iki maybe not as much if I'm right, but it's uh, the commute. I don't know how bad your commute is, Ollie. My commute is not bad at all. Okay, yeah. So, but for me, it's like about 40 minutes each way, and yeah. um, that just—I think it just drains me. I think, yeah. Although, although all you're doing is just sitting on a train, still the the 40 minutes each way just takes a lot out of me. You know, you, know also, you know what's interesting that I think drains as well. It's not just the commute, but it's the sense that I got to go somewhere next. Like, it's, it's the sense of like, oh, like my time is running out. Every, like, even when you're working out, like somewhere along the last rolls, you start looking at the clock. Like, you know, it's, it's like this. I mean, we still look at the clock because you have stuff to do while you're at home. But there is less of this anxiety of, oh, I got to get somewhere. I got to get somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel way less of that now, and maybe that is the the way I feel like I'm slowing down. Yeah, it's a bit different for me because when I'm at jujitsu, that's that's the only place I want to be. Like no, I'm no. looking, I'm looking at the clock, thinking like I don't want to go anywhere. But like the only place I want to be is on jujitsu. So for me, when you take that away, it's like oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but like think about it. Like on your way to jujitsu. Like you're thinking, you're looking at the clock, and then when you have to like leave jujitsu, like when it's getting closer to that time, I don't know. Like you have to think about, I gotta go to work, right? Yeah, yeah, that sucks. It's true. Yeah. 
Whoa, whoa, got, whoa. Got to pay whoa. the that, bills. That's great, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, don't get me wrong, man. I, I, I really, I really love what I do, and and actually. I don't know about you guys, but I've been fortunate enough to be in a position where my company have, have handled this like really admirably. Like they had everything set up, they've been ready, the communication and the response has been fantastic. Wow. So I've been really fortunate in that position. And in a in a really weird way, I loved what I did and I loved my company, but this has almost like cemented that for me. It really has become in a good place, which I've been really fortunate for. And I I know a lot of people out there haven't been in there. And um one of the things I was thinking about is, Iki, last week you and I were speaking about um, the position I found myself in when I came to London. And I know that a lot of people, especially people we know really closely, who I know we all care a lot about, mm. may be finding themselves in a period that's really difficult. And my heart goes out to them because I know how terrible and how, how, really, how really negative of an impact that can have on you. There aren't really any words of advice that you can give because each individual scenario is unique to that person however my the one thing i would suggest is that you speak out and talk to as many people as possible because you you don't know your support network and your community until they know and it starts to pull around you totally. the more the more people you have behind you pushing you supporting you reaching out trying to help you in any way they can the easier is this, this is going to be but in no way is, is this a position that i envy and the people that are in there my heart really goes out to them it's going to be yeah. I think it's also, you know, some people are probably too shy to ask for help or to admit that they're struggling. So maybe it is even more so important to reach out to people to see how they're doing. That's what, like, like what you were saying also yesterday, uh, sorry, last week, all it's like that, that negativity that like almost consumes you and like not having jujitsu and not having your daily routine. It's like, yeah, like it's like all these blank space that nothing is happening could be consumed by all these thoughts and all 100%. the news. It's like, yeah, so, yeah. I, I... Um, yeah, something that my experience, the, the, the last impression it always left on me is that your safety net is never as robust as you think. It, it doesn't take a lot for you to start to fall through it. You take away one or two things within that net that holds you up and all of a sudden you can find yourself in a very precarious position. And unfortunately, a lot of people have, are going to have found that in terms of finances, job security, you know, where, even where they're living, you know, even food. All of us are experiencing yeah. issues with the supermarkets getting stocked and, and yeah. all that kind of thing. Then you take away such an important foundation and pillar of your life which is jujitsu and like you say the negativity can just start to come in and it's a it's a really horrible place to be and i know it started to can you know be all consuming for me and really affect me both mentally which then has a physical knock-on effect and you guys are absolutely right you have to speak to people you have to keep constant lines of communication open doesn't necessarily have to be you know friends or family as long as you are talking to someone you really yeah. need that and, and if anyone listening, if anyone does listen to this and, you know, wants to reach out because they know us or, you know, just want some advice or even just wants like takes this and reaches out to someone, I just could not stress how important that is. Yeah, I mean, please do. If, if you need someone to talk to, please talk to Ali or Iki. <laughs> John, John doesn't want to know. <laughs> uh, I'm nah, kidding, no, I'm no kidding. Problem. It's true. I mean, and sometimes, sometimes the talking doesn't even need to be like, doesn't even need to be like, oh, this is the problem I'm facing, but literally just talking to someone just because because these, these times are, I mean, like we're already not touching people a lot, you know, and 
in a, by touching people, I mean hugging and being being like um you know what I mean, right? And then not really. <laughs> what are you talking about? Please clarify. Uh, I mean, like we're not be we're not be like we're not communicating by touching, like hugging and and being close to people already, right? Jesus Christ, guys. And then <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then it's 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 um it's it's the other thing of like um the loneliness can start creeping in, and and it's it's part of human nature to feel lonely at times, and. And it's like, um, I guess it's loneliness mixed with the uncertainties of the time. So, yeah, if you really feel like you need to talk to someone, even if it's just to crack jokes, it is fine. Holla at us. Holla at your boy. Did you guys, <laughs> did you guys see that, that video of the guy who socially isolated himself for a week where he just locked himself in his house with enough provisions for seven days, but he didn't speak to anyone, didn't take any calls, didn't do any social media, didn't even do the TV. Man, the, the psychological impact it had on that guy was phenomenal. And he starts off like doing bits and pieces, doing this and doing that. By the end, he's like pretty much in tears because he needs that social connection. Wow. You know, I do think we're lucky that, you know, we can do video calls and we can do, you know, we can call people, but sometimes that, that isn't going to be enough. So yeah, man, you've got to be aware of it. You've got to be careful. Yeah, and, uh, and I mean, we live in London. London is like such a, a city of like people come from London. everywhere, you know. Nothing's changed in London, and I think that might be half the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, right? John, you want to say something? Yeah, no, I was just agreeing. It is crazy. I mean, it seems like there are a bunch of people in London who are not taking it seriously at all and just say, screw it, I'm going out, um, which is a shame. And in my home place, Florida people I think are even worse I saw some videos the other day of people just like partying on the beach and it's just like Man. I know Florida is crazy to begin with but then you add a virus on top of it and it's like it's just complete madness so they, they're all the guys on spring break right yeah they're like yeah we're just we're just not gonna do it yeah. no <laughs> virus is gonna stop my party it's it's weird because it's like a, I think it's it's serious, but how do you communicate that? Like last, yesterday, I went down to the supermarket. Like I spent the whole day inside the house. I go down to the supermarket. I see sunlight for the first time, and then I see like a bunch of old people walking around. Like it's spring is back. You know, it's like yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> you see them like, walking around, and you're like, are you just like dicing with death? You just living life dangerously? And man. I, but, but we're sitting here joking, but. It's it's a global pandemic. It's really yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's shocking. And also, there's another thing also, like, I, I'm finding very interesting to see. It's how different people from different cultures deals with this. Like, I mean, like, I feel like the entire <laughs> African country, they, like, it, even the countries that have been affected, I feel like this is really serious. The amount of memes that are coming out, I'm discovering that are people who are born with a talent. It's just like, they're hilarious. But it's also, like, the way to deal with stress. And then some other people deal with it different you know uh so that's quite interesting that is yeah but i mean i think the on a serious note i think the unfortunate thing is that like all you were saying 12 weeks uh, i've seen some reports that saying that like well i've seen a few things i've seen that this could potentially on the worst scale happen for like 12 to 18 months wow which just sounds insane and then um the, you know, it can come in waves. So, like, we may be isolated for a couple months, and then they'll let yeah, us yeah. out for a bit, and then um, yeah. isolate again. Yeah. And the more people not don't take this seriously, like, the longer it's going to last. Yeah. Again, listen to what you know. 
not what you fear. Yeah. At the moment, for me at least, I don't know how you guys feel, but there's just a lot of information out there. So yeah, there's yeah. there's there's probably a lot that's true. There's probably a lot that's like speculation. And unfortunately, there's a lot that isn't true as well. Like it could be 12 weeks. It could be 12 months. We don't know. And I think for me, I've just been trying to deal with it like from what is getting announced. So what what's actually happening? And then what is like confirmed? And it's not to say that we shouldn't discount and discredit all the other stuff, because I'm sure there's some very good advice in there. But if I'm dwelling on the fact that this could be our reality for 12 to 18 months, then you're going to have to get yourself into a different cycle, a different rhythm. We're going to have to approach it that way. That's That for me is how I'm trying to address it. Like, what do we know? Because we could all think up a far worse scenario than, than what's actually going to happen if we focus on our fears too much. And then we're going to consume ourselves with that. Whereas actually, if we just look at what we know and deal with that as it comes, I'm sure we're going to be able to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Panicking won't help at all. No. Good advice, CK. It's like, it's like, because it, it is so easy to just panic. Like, think about it. Like, oh, 12 months. Oh, it's like, yeah. Just, I mean. No, I, I hear what you're saying, Iki. I agree. When you actually, you your your brain can easily spiral out of control with, uh, oh, I'm going to be isolated forever type of thing. And yeah, from that degree, it's scary. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. You know, it's like, I think, especially for Iki and I, our families are not in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's like, uh, who knows the next time we can go back to see our families. I'm sure, obviously, it's not going to happen forever. But the thing is, if something were to happen right now, neither Iki nor I, actually, I'm not sure if I can or not, but you get the point. The point is, the point is. No, no, it's serious, man. Like, you can't go back. Like, that freedom of, of, of travel, that, that's something that you took for granted has been taken away and not in like a half measure. It's been fully removed. It's not an option. And yeah, I mean, that must be tough for you guys. Like there, if your family are in the UK and I'm not advising this in the slightest and, and you definitely shouldn't, but if something happened, there is at least the option. Now you should choose not to go and visit them because that's the advice we've been giving them. But if there's the option, you guys don't have that option. And I mean, I don't know how you guys are, are working through that. Like, does it affect you guys a lot? Or no, I mean, I I don't want to see my family anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely kidding. Uh, no, I mean, thank God, nothing nothing bad is happening. I I talk to my family all the time, so they're they're just as yeah, fed up with the situation. We have we have cell phones and, and things, so it's that that yeah, that is like that is like something we take for granted as well so much. Like think about it, like 30, 40 years ago, you couldn't just like communicate this easily. You know, like it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's like a, on a more positive note though, because like I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to like feel the weight of like maybe <laughs> 12 months, 18 months. <laughs> Um, I think we all downloaded different DVDs from from Bernardo Faria and stuff. Like, which ones have you downloaded, or what are you learning, or or uh, even though you might have not started, like, what are you excited to see from those things? Man, I went straight to Pressure Passing Encyclopedia. I was like scrolling <laughs> through, and it was like Basics, Escapes, Open Guard. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> 
pressure passing. Yes, sir. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, one of the things that I'm starting to look at is uh, Danaher. You can sense a theme here. Uh, yeah. Danaher's guard passing DVD. Although uh, I plan on spending as little time trying to pass someone's guard as possible, um, it's still quite an, quite an interesting DVD, like how he's broken it down to a science and how he's conceptualized and systematized guard passing. Um, he so knows his stuff. It really does. And these um, Enter the System DVDs, it's the series that he's done. It's like, it's almost as if he's put out a, it, it feels like a basics curriculum. Uh, like, there's nothing super fancy about it. It's just, like, battle-tested techniques that he's taken and really, like, refined. Like, everything is so precise. So I'm ma slowly making my way through through that one. Yeah, man. Speaking I tell you what, I am... Um... Sorry, go on, No, 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 that's the second no, one I interrupted you. Speaking <laughs> of battle-tested, I actually also, like, uh, went for the battle-tested uh, pressure passing by... Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, it's kind of interesting because like the first thing he talks about, it's like something we always talk about uh, where like not necessarily it's not about force, it's not about anything, but it's about the positioning of the shoulder and making sure that that's aligned with the position of your of your feet as you passing the guard, and where exactly are you trying to stop him from moving, and at which point, yeah, man, it's, it's just man. I am so excited. Like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about this because it's, like, literally my favorite my favorite position. Like, the moment... Man, that's so true. That's so true. I, I watched... I think he gave away a free technique and he was talking about the over-under. And an yeah. over-under pass is saying I always, always struggle with. But what you were talking about just there, which is where you replace the pressure, and he was saying you've got to lift it up. So if you're too low on the abdomen, then that's not mm -hmm. going to work. If you're up on the chest, that's not going to work. You want to be aiming for the diaphragm, and you mm -hmm. need to have that up and raise the hips. And I was trying this out before I left and having like a lot better success than where I was before, which was really low down. And man, like I can relate to that. Like as soon as someone shows you like the little changes and the little differences you yeah. make and you see success, man, that's just jujitsu, right? That's just right. It's so much that, fun. That's, that's the stuff that maybe like when you go back, there is no amount of like, oh, I trained 12 sessions. That like yeah. That's like literally the next session. You're like, oh my God, my over-under was better. Um, yeah. yeah, so that, that's, that's, I mean, man, like you guys cannot imagine. I mean, Bernardo Fari is like my favorite jiu-jitsu guy regardless. So like when I saw like all the, like it's like when I saw the video, you sent me the video, the link for the video, John. I was like so excited. I was like, maybe I should make a decision tomorrow. Cause like now I'm just so excited. Like I don't know how I'm gonna handle this. Yeah. So I mean, it's a unfortunate times, but man, I'm really grateful. You guys cannot imagine. Yeah, it's true. It's definitely true. So that's sick. And I, I'll tell you from experience, it's also super cool when um, you've like studied a technique and visualized it in your mind, visualized yourself doing it, and then that first time you get to come back and actually try it out. Sometimes it it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, if it does work, it's such a cool feeling. I remember, um, remember ages and ages and ages ago, I was watching this program that was basically focusing on um, like the neurology of the brain. Mm -hmm. And they did this experiment where they had this gymnast. Um, and you know when they have the two bars and they like flip yeah. from one bar to the other? And she was trying to hit this really advanced move. 
and she kept failing and failing and failing and she had like the foam pit but like below her and she kept like trying to hit it and she couldn't get it so what they did was is they showed her someone hitting the move again and again and again and then they had her sit there close her eyes and visualize herself hitting the move successfully again and again and again and then she went back to the bars and she did it and she hit the move first time and it was all to do about forging the pathways in your brain now I don't think there's really any substitute for actually doing it. But in the situation we're in, definitely watching something repeatedly again and again and again and again is going to have a positive effect if you are visually mentalized, like mentally visualizing that in your head. Yeah. And also, I think also like literally closing your, like the whole athlete thing that they do where like you close your, 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 your mind, your, blah, you close your eyes. And you actually see it in your mind yourself doing it, because because some of the, one of the things that I, I struggle with when I'm watching a, a tutorial, it's a there is a gap between someone explaining it and not doing it right away, right? Like that's the nice thing about when you're in the gym, someone explains it, you do it right away, and you realize like, oh, I actually didn't understand. Not because 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 sometimes it's so easy to see like, ah, oh, I got it, and then you're doing it, it's like I didn't get this at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, so. Um, what do you guys think about? Um, I mean, like, what else? What else? What else has been on? Like outside of jujitsu, I guess. But to keep this structure, like, uh, what are other things that you wanted that you found that? Oh, I actually got free time to do this and this and this outside of jujitsu. I I joined a podcast called um, oh, Gelosophy. <laughs> That's a good one. After, after a successful audition, I've that now sounds, become That sounds great, leg. man. You've yeah. been using your time wisely. <laughs> That's really good. For me, um, for those that don't know, on the podcast, I'm a software engineer or a programmer. And so um, I've been working on some little side projects here and there. Uh, so that's nice. I've been getting some extra time to to work on my side hustle, if you will. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, like, cause, uh, I'm doing my master's in filmmaking. And, man, this is crazy. But the day of the... So I used to do animation before. And the day that um, I, was, I knew quarantine is going to happen for me, my friend that used to work with me, sends me um, a message saying, hey, a client needs an animation. Are you ready? It's like, so I think I'm going to go back to do that, doing that on my site. I'm pretty excited about that. And, nice. Uh, nice and uh, journaling a lot, especially journaling about jujitsu. Because we were talking about this, Oli, right before, like after our competitions, like why, why am I competing or why am I not competing? Because that's going to be quite interesting, going back into competition Do you guys reckon you'll be ready to go straight away? That's a tough one. I mean, I, I'm technically just coming back from an injury as it is, so I don't think I would have been ready anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, but the thing is, it's like, what does it even mean to be ready for competition? If you want my personal opinion, you should just always be ready. It's like, it, 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 why does it matter if you're ready? I mean, obviously, you don't want to be in the worst shape of your life. But at the same time, I think competition should be one of those things you should do as often as possible. And maybe try not to build it up as such a big event. That's um, true. And so from that perspective, it's like, will I be ready? Yeah, I guess so. 
hundred percent. Yeah, but but like John, you're right. Like, if Ollie, I'm ima- always right. <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine a scenario though where the first day we turn up, we compete. Yeah, and if and if nobody had said to you you're going to compete, if literally you turn up on the day and they were like, okay, now you compete. Like, wouldn't that be the perfect scenario? That would be wouldn't, like, wouldn't that be just the best? Because no matter what, like, no matter what situation, you just do it. You'd have no choice. You just have to go do it. And you wouldn't have all the worry and all the stress and everything, all of that. If you just turn up and you'd roll. That'd be super interesting to see how you did, right? Like, totally. the first roll back, like, you're thrown in and you go. I reckon a lot of people would surprise themselves. And I reckon that would prove to a lot of people that, like you said, John, you don't have to be competition ready. Like, you should always be ready. You should always be good to go. Totally. And not in a like, oh, I'm so tough. Like, I'm always ready. I stay ready. That kind of thing. It's more just like jujitsu competitions, especially at our stage in life. It's like, who cares? (laughs) And I don't say that as in a, I'm not going to take it seriously type of thing. I say it as in a, you're fooling yourself if you think that this is such a big event that it's worth worrying about. Um, It should be. It should be an educational event for you and a fun challenge for you. That's how I see competing. Um, and I really want to like live by this mantra, probably in 2021 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll tell, but... tell, tell, tell you something funny. When the last day before I left the gym, coach turns to me and he goes, Ollie, in five years' time, when you get your blue belt, he goes, You're going to be able to blame coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so good i think that's the thing not the blue belt i think it's the lack of like the gap we're gonna have like everyone for the most part is gonna feel a gap in their jiu-jitsu and we don't know how long that is i promise you you won't like trust me yeah if you do what i say and you pay me (laughs) 5.99 a month for the next six months (laughs) you'll feel no gap but on yeah. a serious note, just trust drop me. Drop your PayPal email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just comment on the comment in the comments below your PayPal. Uh, no, Shapiro, but... Shapiro, twenty five, get twenty five percent off. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes aside, I'm telling you guys, all of the people listening out there who maybe maybe they're n- new and lucky enough to jujitsu that they haven't had any like legit injuries other than like oh I sprained my pinky and I'm out for a day. Um, if they've haven't had real injuries yet and you haven't been forced off the mat then you don't know uh but i promise you if you do those three things that i mentioned just rewind uh this clip then you won't feel like you've been off the mats i promise i mean that that could be the learning for us all right we could all learn that it's not that scary yep yeah and i mean and in a way also like we also don't do jujitsu to get anywhere you know it's like yes there is it, it's the paradox of, yes, it matters to get somewhere, but at the same time, it doesn't, right? So so whether you fall back or you don't fall back, you're going to go to the gym anyway. So, you know, why, why, why make it such a big deal, right? The ego. The... So true. So true. This <laughs> imagined sense of what you should be. This idea in your head that, like, you have to be this or you have to be that. You shouldn't have to be anything. The joy is in the journey. 100%. And the thing is... The ironic thing is, the minute that you are able to set your ego aside, the better your jujitsu will inevitably be. That's the the irony in it all. You know, it's a quite funny thing about this idea of the ego. It's um, I was doing yoga today, and 
I was finding so much resistance, right? And sometimes we think that, uh, I mean, it does. In, in a way, like there are many people who are very successful because of the same thing that we're kind of judging a little bit. But in many ways, it's like, uh, let's say your ego also like keeps you, doesn't allow you to go as far as you could. Because let's say, <clears throat> not not in, in terms of not listening, but let's say, for example, you're trying to do like a downward dog and it starts hurting. And rather than being like, no, I'm here right now. This is the downward dog. You're like, oh, this hurts. I don't like this position. That's kind of your ego too, right? Like, uh, I guess like reverse rather than being like, I can do this. You guys don't know me. It's a, a little bit like when <laughs> things don't go your way also. Like it's, uh, yeah. Bro, my, my jujitsu, my yoga journey has been, has been there. So I start, we, when, when did we get, when did the gym show? It was Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I, I was like on YouTube looking at like beginner jujitsu yoga, like the entry level stretches, 20, 30 minutes, like these are your simple ones. Today, man, I messed up and I must have clicked like some advanced <laughs> jujitsu, like, <laughs> senior level yoga. Because honestly, 10 minutes through, I'm just shaking all over the shop. I'm falling <laughs> down. I'm like, man, I can't do a single thing. Yoga is hard. Point, man, it is. It is. At one point, he was in um, he was in downward facing dog and he was like now you have to just walk your feet up to your hands and ends like bent over and so i did that and he goes or you can do a handstand and he just flips into a handstand slowly lowers his legs down <laughs> into the position and i was there like i've definitely clicked the wrong video <laughs> yeah God. i hear you it sucks too because like i think you guys maybe maybe you'd agree with this but i'm probably one of the more flexible dudes out there um yeah. maybe when it comes to jujitsu yeah well you know let's say at the gym if you were yeah, to yeah, group yeah. people into like a flexible category you'd probably stick me in there maybe i'm yeah okay let's say yes um yeah. but so you'd think that that would translate like really well to my yoga you'd think that i'd be really good at yoga but in reality I'm not that good and uh, I feel very very beginner when it comes to to yoga and I think I, I discussed with this with uh, Sakuraba at our gym because uh, he's really into yoga and I think he's really good at yoga um, and he said when it comes to guys like me there are people who are just naturally flexible which is what I am like I haven't worked to get any of this flexibility it was just it was just given to me I was born with this um, but there's no flexible strength so like when you get good at yoga and when you've like uh, improved your yoga practice, you're building up this kind of like flexible strength. All the flexibility you've gotten has been earned rather than given. And that's like true flexibility, which is another reason why I think I get injured often. He thinks at least, and I happen to agree with him, is because I'm naturally flexible. and My body can go very far until it just doesn't. So, uh, you know, and it just snaps. So hopefully this journey allows me to like develop my, my flexible strength. So the biggest thing I've noticed is the focus on the breathing. Mm. And as soon as you start to regularly check your breathing, almost like the easier it becomes because as you, in, I can't remember which way it is like you inhale through the movement and exhale, like through the stretch when you get there. Mm -hmm. 
And one of the first things you get told repeatedly as a white belt is, dude, breathe. Like, you you need to not gas out, you need to breathe. And I think we get to a point where we're like, we're breathing as we do it. But how many times, honestly, unless you guys are really good at it, I know that I'm not, that can I honestly say I've checked my breathing continuously through a roll? And if I, that's one of the things I have been thinking, if I can take this yoga focused breathing back to my jujitsu, I can almost guarantee that's going to have a more positive effect on my roles. Like, 100%. I don't know if it's certain, but I suspect it probably will. It's funny you say that because in some of my first tournaments, I'd say like my first four tournaments, I um, found myself getting out of breath like immediately. And obviously that was the nerves. I would freeze up like within 20 seconds of the fight. I'd be like, <laughs> and I, I got to a point after that where I was like, all right. I don't care if I win or lose this, but at some point in this role, I'm going to almost focus on my breath and make sure that I'm breathing as if I were in the gym. And so I found myself, it almost became distracting at a certain point. I'd be like mid match and I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Danny, Danny once taught me a tip for when you get to the back to make me, um, to tighten up more so he's like the second you get on the back and you lock the seatbelt in he's like i want you to play psychological games with the guy he goes i want you to nestle your chin into their neck and i want you to breathe really slowly in their ear so they just think you're some psychopath that's going to slowly kill you. <laughs> kill you. i love it he goes, he goes it's going to have two benefits it's going to calm you down and focus you but it's also going to make the other guy think like man who who is this psycho that's strapped onto <laughs> some dudes on my back just like <sighs> <laughs> as soon as he said that i do it every time now and what it does is be, i have a habit of, of leaning away on the back then as soon as i remember what he says i come right in and breathing in his ear <laughs> yeah yeah it's all part of the journey all right guys <laughs> i think we've been talking for long enough i hope that you enjoyed our conversation today about coronavirus training and all of that madness but on that note i hope you guys are staying safe staying positive, keep up with your jiu-jitsu training in the ways that we mentioned today in the podcast. I promise you that it will keep your head in the game, your body in the game, and when you come back, you'll be good to go, giving us all trouble on the mats. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment below in the comment section if you're listening on YouTube. If not, we can't wait to see you in the next one, and we hope you enjoyed this format. Peace. Peace out, boys. Peace out.